Yeah, it's Julian on the Brown Note Review, which is uh, just the movie YouTube channel now, not the Brown Note. And uh, the latest film from Sean Adam Levy, whose uh, filmography doesn't do a great deal for me. I don't know much about it. I did really like Real Steel with the Hugh Jackman uh, robot film. Uh, I thought it was very underrated, but his latest Free Guy has become a surprisingly big hit. Um, although saying that, it's got a surprisingly big $125 million budget, but it's done $300 million in a in the era where that makes it one of the top 10 films of the year. And the number one film of the year, no one's talking about, is a Chinese film for the first time ever called um, Hi Mum. That's done 900 million plus. No one's even mentioning this film. It's the biggest box office this year. And it's word of mouth. It's a small film. Anyway, this one uh, features Ryan Reynolds. And it. I, I assume that it's deliberately, liberally cribbing from the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Uh, we are sort of in um, Ryan Reynolds' daily routine where he wakes up. He's super happy. He's super generic. He has a super generic massive american coffee um uh, which he raves about uh from his local coffee shop he does the same thing every day it's it's verbatim that whole sequence in the lego movie and the fact that he even says about making a song about the coffee i have to give them some credit that they were well aware of how much <laughs> how close it was in Ryan Reynolds' small city environment, there are constantly bank robberies and explosions and car chases and people flying through windows. And Ryan Reynolds and his friends all treat this as though it's normal. And they're all a little bit strange. And then we realize that it's a video game world. Uh, loosely based on a number of video games, I suppose, given the bank robbery side of it, something like Grand Theft Auto would be front and center. And the kicker is, and the whole point of this film, is that he is an NPC or a non-player character. One of the things that walks around bumping into walls in uh, excellent video games. Now, he sees this Scott Pilgrim girl. Honestly, that was uh, that should have been the warning. Um, <coughs> played by... Where's the cast? Jodie Cor Corner. And she comes past him one day in the street... And triggers something inside him. And uh, he begins to become a sentient NPC. So he begins to have aspirations beyond his daily grind. And to want to know what's out there in the world. Triggered by the desire he has for this woman. We also find out that the film is based around. The story is based around these two internet people. I think Joe Keery. Or is it? They're so anonymous, the people in this film. I'll say it's Joe Keery and Jodie Corner, who, Joe, he's he's the guy that is in love with his best friend. That should have been another warning. And the two of them develop this artificial intelligence, non-violent video game, which then the evil Taika Waititi, the uh, very famous New Zealand director um, of Hunt for the Wilder People and Thor Ragnarok, he turns up as Antoine, who owns this multi-million dollar video game empire, which is the game that Ryan Reynolds is in. And she, Jodie Corner, is pursuing him for stealing their code. So the guy, uh, Joe Keery, we will say, works for uh, Taika. 
as um, as just to pay the bills. Uh, he's given up on his life dreams, whereas she is still pursuing them. She plays his game like a sort of World of Warcraft sort of multiplayer game um, to try and find evidence of the code of the game that they wrote uh, to prove that he's stolen it and made hundreds of millions of dollars. He is an abomination. He's an appalling human being. Um, and that's the whole movie. Ryan Reynolds falling for this girl who we then find out was based on her in real life because the guy that was doing the coding for these um, for their own AI game needed to give the character some emotions to build on, so he used his own, which is that he's in love with her as well. And Ryan Reynolds um, pursues this girl. He thinks he's in real life, and then he comes to realise that he's in a video game, which is very upsetting, funnily enough. And along the way, he has to do all the sort of power-ups and everything like that. And the game's broadcast worldwide. And because he is nice to people in the game and he doesn't kill people and he doesn't try and rob them, but he keeps doing cool things to get power-ups, he becomes uh, an internet celebrity. No one at this stage realises that he isn't a member of the public logging on and playing the game. Um, so they believe that he is just another player who is super cool and dressed like a non-player character. This becomes like a fashion statement. Um, and that is a very, that's quite a small limited plot. Now, I was really disappointed with this film because it's an amazing box office and it's got 80 odd percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Bit of more of a warning, Metacritic has only got about 60%. I was very, very disappointed in this film. Um, it is, it, the idea of an NPC character gaining, you know, sentience and understanding that they're living in a video game is fairly good. It's just the idea that we're living inside some sort of uh, warp reality or video game has been done so many times. And when people started doing it in the 90s, they had some very high watermarks. The Truman Show, The Matrix. You've got to come up with something pretty special to stand up to that, especially given what we know now. And the film doesn't offer anything at all. It stays at that first, you know, what you know in the first sort of 20 minutes, you know. Uh, it's a lot closer to the awful Steven Spielberg film, Ready Player One, than I was hoping it would be. Uh, it's very colourful and it's got some really good special effects that are so surface level that it does indeed feel like watching a video game, unfortunately, with the staying power of said video game. The other cast members, Taika is absolutely magnificent. He's the only one that is. He's superb as the really horrible video game guy. And um, he plays a villain magnificently. But the others are so bland. They could be NPCs, but in movies. <laughs> They're like NPC movie people. Um, Ryan Reynolds could sleepwalk through a role like this. This is just, he's, he's going to get roles like this all through his career where it's just his charm that will get him through. And, it, you know, without his charm, this would be a much worse movie. He's, he's perfectly fine in the role, but it just isn't that interesting. As we saw with the Hitman's Bodyguard reboot and the first one of those, it all relies on his charm. Um, and it is much more helpful if he's got someone like Samuel L. Jackson to bounce off rather than um, absolutely no one in this film stands out. 
And the ideas it throws up about a sentient non-player character, you know, attaining sentience and, and um, what that could mean about artificial intelligence, it throws all the ideas up in the air and it doesn't engage with any of them. It is so painfully close to the surface. It is, in fact, like one of the, the reason this film has become so successful, I think the movie industry is like $40 billion a year. The video game industry is about $100 billion a year or something like that. Maybe that's just in America, but it's much bigger than the movie industry is now. And we have seen this incredible convergence between who becomes celebrities, arguably a democratizing thing, but it isn't actually if you go into great detail about these things, where the people that are on the internet who are young are making celebrities out of people like PewDiePie with 100 million subscribers on YouTube, but mainly these are the people that play video games online. This is their world. This is a movie for them. The people like Pokimane um, show up in this film. They actually do have um, Jacksepticeye Ninja, who's uh, probably the most popular person who plays, sits in the corner of his screen and plays video games, usually first-person games where they're running around and they've become celebrities, but the majority of their audience also have their own channels. So there's this weird confluence now of people with hundreds of millions of channels of people and elevating the odd one or two here and there to, well, I think uh, PewDiePie makes something like, at times he was making like $50 million a year. So these people are big noises and they make a lot of money as much as the biggest Hollywood actors do. So they appear in the film, but this is a film for the people that worship them as stars. And the funny thing is, is it's the first romantic comedy for these people. It's the rom-com of these video channel people. And it doesn't get any higher than that. Uh, it doesn't engage with anything below you know, the surface at all. It doesn't throw up any challenging ideas or thoughts about the toxic nature of the industry that they're in or you know what um, theologically or, or philosophically it might mean if artificial intelligence becomes alive none of these things are, are touched on and I started getting really bored with the movie as it progressed it really didn't offer me anything um, I thought it was colorful but I was bored and I didn't really gravitate towards anyone's character or story arc and I did turn it off the second that the love of the friend towards his his video game writing friend uh, was about to be expressed because I just didn't want to go through that at all so it was a misfire for me I don't believe the hype this isn't a good film at all so um, at least it's amiable it is very bombastic the music choices are awful and hit you around the head and there was one good track, which was, uh, I think, Sex Packets or whatever by um, Digital Underground. And the rest of the music was really generic, uh, quite bombastic, and also like pressing play at inopportune moments where it was just noise. So um, overall, I didn't like this film. Um, I wouldn't say it was terrible, but I would say it was closer to that than being good. Four out of ten for Free Guy. A film as bland and generic as the title Free Guy.